0: What's up, y'all? It's Sassy, and this is my new podcast, Sanctuary Sessions. Um, I'm really excited to be starting this because it's going to be a platform for me to de-stress and just talk about shit that stays on my mind. And let me just tell y'all, yesterday I went to Emerson River Park, and that shit was dope because I was in the middle of a field. I was trying to record this podcast, but it was hella windy, and it was like 75 degrees It was under the shade and I was just vibing, y'all. I was eating Girl Scout cookies, I got me some (laughs) trefoils. That shit was dope, and right now I'm kind of feeling that zen type of vibe because I'm outside in my backyard, hella trees out here, birds chirping, blue skies, all that. But, anyways, let me jump into it. So, I thought a topic adequate enough for the start of my podcasting journey needed to be something relevant in my life right now fuck hold on it's fucking neighbors hold on (laughs) i'm on my (laughs) Dinkelberg shit anyways back to it (laughs) so toxic friendships right that's really relevant in my life right now by toxic i don't mean Like, those friends that don't agree with you or have a different viewpoint on things. I mean, like, actually affecting your mental health. And they bring judgment, you know, that makes you hate yourself or change yourself. One-sided friendships, lying, bringing bringing you down in any way. Fake snake tendencies, I've had a lot of that. Uh, Using you for their own benefit and just overall negative energy being from a small town, I feel like it's so easy to get into those type of friendships because there's just such a small select few people to choose from to become friends with. And most of the time, these people are really artificial and just have copied personalities that are molded to their environment around them. But I mean, that is how humans work. We copy traits and we learn from others, you know, we copy their habits. But a lot of judgment comes from stepping out of that mold and out of that environment. Um, Because that is what your environment shows you. It's just that mold. But um, an example of this is definitely high school. Like you go in and if you don't fit the mold, you're automatically labeled as weird or the outcast. Like those people that you know like anime but now all of a sudden they're cool you know like i don't know it's it's something where if you do fit the mold you gain all these fake friends but they're only your friends because they can benefit from knowing you or they i don't know gain some status from it and also like whenever you post an achievement on social media people are always there in the comments congratulating you because they think that it can potentially benefit them in the long run but you know you haven't talked to them in months or even years I feel like having these tendencies locked in from an early stage in life is what I feel causes people to not be true to themselves in regards to who they actually are and who they want to be especially here like everybody knows each other and knows each other's business So people are just waiting to come for your neck and talk shit, you know, so you just conform and become friends with people, even if it's not benefiting you. Uh, My last year of high school and early college, I started realizing that everyone, including myself, uses other people for their own benefit, whether it's for free therapy, car rides, schoolwork, mentoring, advice, financial reasons, you know, the list goes on. And I'm not bashing it. I mean, that's the reality of human nature. I mean, our ancestors had to survive, so our instincts are to survive. Like, unless you're thinking about going off the grid and self-sustaining by hunting and fishing, gardening and all that shit, that'd be pretty dope, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but yeah, one of the first examples that I remember of somebody using me for their own benefit was a friend from high school. Uh, I met her through my relative when they were dating. And I remember becoming closer to this friend after they broke up. But I thought nothing of it until one day they were at a party, right? Coincidentally, they were just there. And, of course, everyone got shit-faced. Like, fucking cross-faded and all this shit. But a police car started strolling the neighborhood with its lights on and everyone freaked out y'all everyone started jumping in random cars and asking people to like take them home and (laughs) it was crazy and i was just chilling in the fucking living room crossfaded as hell like what's going on (laughs) y'all like i was chilling um but yeah so one of those people that actually jumped into somebody's car and got taken home was my relative and we thought he made it home but his ex-girlfriend found out that he was just wandering his neighborhood, walking up the road and, you know, just disoriented, overly drunk and all that. So she asks me for the keys to the truck that I borrowed to get to the party. <laughs> and I looked at her like, what the fuck is this bitch talking about? <laughs> I looked at her crazy because I was like, I'm not about to give you the keys to the truck that I borrowed to get here, right? like she was sober she was sober but you know like what the fuck so I wanted to help my relative but I didn't want to give her the keys but she kept insisting she kept aggressively insisting I was like you know what get the fuck out of my face take the keys so she takes the keys an hour goes by and I'm freaking out I'm thinking this bitch is in a ditch somewhere like the truck is wrecked I'm gonna have to pay somebody to like you know to get the truck fixed and I don't know I just thought the worst I thought she was dead I thought my my relative was just still in the street wandering it she she didn't text me back she didn't call she didn't do anything so you know she finally gets to the party after what felt like forever and she hands me the keys and I'm heated bitch I'm just fucking I'm livid and so, I go outside, everybody's outside, they turn down the music, everybody gets quiet, and I go off, y'all, like, they want to hear the drama, Ooh, I can't stand these hoes, like, <laughs> and of course, I'm drunk, so I can't measure my volume, well, I can't measure my volume, period, like, I feel like I'm always loud, but anyways, Yeah, so I go off and I'm like, why the fuck did you never like text me back or call me or like all that shit? You took forever. This bitch took like two and a half, three hours to go pick up my cousin. But later I found out that she was actually taking so long because she coerced him into having sex with her, even though he was overly drunk and just not in his right senses, right? So, yeah, after that, I mean, she apologized after a few weeks and well, she apologized right on the spot, but I was too heated to even care. So a few weeks later, like, you know, we go back to being friends and I didn't actually cut her off until she lied to me about something and gaslighted me and just got very defensive whenever I confronted her. And then she blocked me on everything. So I didn't really cut her off. She cut me off, but it didn't really hurt because from the get-go, I didn't feel like she was, uh, you know, real. I didn't feel like she was a genuine person. And in the recent few, like, months, actually, I've seen her at the club and she greets me even though, like, we fell off. Like, she blocked me on everything and, you know, but she greets me and I do the same reciprocating the jolliness that she gives off. You know just to keep the peace and I do wish her the best and I'm glad things worked out the way that they did because not everyone is meant to be your type of person or your ideal friend. But yeah after high school while I was taking university classes I got a job at Office Depot and then I started working simultaneously at Publix. At Office Depot I met this girl and we'll just call her Mariana but I'm gonna get back to her in the story later um right now let me tell y'all who I met at Publix right so I met these two white girls and let's just call them Amelia and Betsy I slowly started hanging out with them and I remember the first time I hang out with hung out with them was whenever we smoked in the parking lot of Lowe's across from where we worked <laughs> with a few other co-workers and they seemed cool I was excited to have friends so a few weeks after that I invited them to my house to smoke. They came and, you know, we had a good time and they left. And from then on, I feel like we got closer from like after I invited them to my house. But they started making it like a routine and always expected me to invite them over to smoke. But at the time, I didn't mind because they would share and, you know, I was always down to smoke but over time, it just seemed like it was the only thing that they wanted to do together. And one day they were at my house uh, smoking with me and they brought up the issue, an issue that they had with a mutual friend who just so happens to be black. Right. So Amelia said that this friend got offended whenever Betsy kept saying the N word. And that friend told her to stop because it was making her uncomfortable. Right. Take him on, Betsy's white. Amelia said that she didn't say she didn't see a problem with Betsy saying the n-word right Betsy agreed and she continued to say that she wasn't racist it was just part of her vocabulary (laughs) and the whole time I'm sitting there too stunned to speak y'all like not knowing what to say and Amelia then you know she says something along the lines of don't you think it's okay like she, she was trying to make me side with them so that They don't feel crazy. Now, me being high, I had no words, and I just went along with it. But in the back of my mind, I was like, what the fuck are these bitches talking about? I'm Mexican, and you're going to ask me if it's okay for two white girls to say the N-word in front of their black friend who is asking you not to say it because it makes her uncomfortable. Like, the audacity of these two girls. And after that event, you know, I slowly started to drift away from them, but... Unfortunately, they noticed and we started having problems whenever they FaceTime me one day. Uh, but I was in the Wendy's drive-thru crying over a completely different thing and they text me to answer, right? Because I had, you know, canceled the call. I was like, no, nah, I'm not, f- f- fuck that. And they insist on me answering the FaceTime because it's important. So I answer And I asked, what's up? And they say, oh, we can't tell you over FaceTime. Can we meet up? I was like, these heifers really have the audacity to tell me that they can't. Y'all, first of all, I was just trying to get my four for four. Get the fuck out of there. Make sure the barbecue sauce was in the bag. You know what I mean? Like, I was crying. I was not having it. So I was like, I don't have time for this and I hung up on them, and so the next day, Betsy walked into work, and I immediately noticed an attitude on her, and I'm like, the fuck, and then Amelia walks in as a customer, so I go up there, and like, I try to tend to her, and she refuses my service, and Betsy, you know, takes care of her, whatever, after she leaves, I'm like, Betsy, what the fuck is the problem, like, what's up, And she said that she felt some type of way when I hung up. So I'm like, well, what was so important? You can tell me now, we're like, we're face to face. And she says that she's pregnant. I immediately apologize and I sympathize with her. Even though, you know, you could have told me that shit over the phone. I'm not the baby daddy. So you could have told that shit to me over the phone. And I didn't have to apologize for shit because y'all didn't even care why I was crying. I was going through it, but y'all didn't give a fuck, you know, trying to get my four for four and y'all interrupt. Like, fuck that. And so after work that day, me, Betsy and Amelia, we sat down outside the store and we talked about it and they immediately turned themselves into the victim and I apologized and, you know, shit was good, whatever. So at the end of that conversation, they bring up that, you know, it was a good idea for us to smoke for the last time that upcoming Friday, because it would be our last time, our last chance to smoke, and again, I was too stunned to speak, this bitch is pregnant and she wants to smoke, like, no, like, I I didn't want anything to do with it, but I just go along with it again, Hoping that they would forget. But Friday comes around. And I'm on my way to Macon for a friend's party. And they text me, what time are we meeting up? At that point, I was like, damn. Like, I was really hoping they would forget. But I was like, whatever. And so I told them, I was like, hey, y'all. Like, I forgot I got invited to this party. And I can't make it, right? So the very next day... Little old Betsy <laughs> had to come into work, but she called out last minute, saying and claiming that it was the family family emergency, right? So it was just me and the owner working. And I was like, oh, hell no. Nah. Like, I know this bitch doesn't have a family emergency. So I go on Snap Map. You know, it's very useful nowadays. <laughs> I go on Snap Map. And I see where she is. She's in Fort Valley at a mutual friend's house who just so happens to have a big yard and also smokes weed, right? So I immediately jump to conclusions and I get pissed, y'all, because they left me with just the owner working and it was me and the owner and that's it. And so, um, yeah, so I was pissed and I confront them. And of course, they gaslight me and say that the mutual friend was helping her cope because Betsy told her aunt, whom she was living with at the time, that she was pregnant, right? And after that, I respectfully told them that I thought we were better off not being friends, but I wish them the best and I hope that there's no hard feelings. But of course, they go off and say that I wasted their time and that I was fake and made all these promises of traveling together, and memories, and a bunch of bullshit, right? Then they blocked me, and I was okay with that. That friendship just didn't work out, and just wasn't serving a purpose in my life. And after cutting them off, I felt very calm and not pressured to have to hang out with anybody. It actually relieved me of this feeling of a burden, and... I felt like letting go, honestly, was the best thing to do. So that was the end of that friendship, and I genuinely wish them the best. I hope the baby is healthy and in good hands. You know, I just, I hope they're doing great. Thriving. But yeah. Now, moving on to my ex-best friend and most recent friend breakup, Mariana. This girl I met whenever we both worked at Office Depot, but... I didn't start getting close to her until she started dating my best guy friend, and I realized that she didn't have any friends, so I immediately started including her into my friend group that I made at the university. But nobody really liked her, and everyone including my mom, sister, and friends warned me about her red flags, right? And after Mariana's 30-day trial with my best guy friend was over, she stuck around and slowly became my best friend. Because at the time, I was getting over another best friend breakup from high school, and she had slowly cut me off. And shout out to her, because she was nothing but nice to me, and I didn't appreciate that enough. And if you're listening, you know, I really hope you're doing great, and I wish you a very very successful life because you definitely do deserve it but anyways back to this bitch mariana um she was a very opinionated person i would say it's either her way or no way i'm always right stubborn mean and overall just a negative energy anytime you would tell her an accomplishment of yours she would shut it down immediately and tell you you're not shit or ridicule you for thinking positively of it and sometimes whenever I would post anything like on snapchat she would slide up with cringe ew or what the f I don't know just negative stuff and to this day that still has me overthinking and deleting posts after a few minutes of having it up because I think someone is going to react like that and she would also find any little thing to argue about or make a big deal out of and i constantly felt the need to apologize to her i felt like i was walking on eggshells to keep our friendship alive a big disagreement that we had was when she confessed to me that she had cheated on her at the time boyfriend and let's just call him chad she claimed she loved him But in reality, I don't think if you love somebody, you would ever cheat on them. Like, that's some bullshit that people just, like, gaslight themselves into thinking. But anyways, that's a whole another podcast. I hate cheaters, so I'll probably do another podcast on that shit. But yeah, so she cheated on Chad with her most recent boyfriend. Let's just call him Benjamin. She was in sort of like a love triangle going back and forth with those two. And I completely disagreed because, you know, cheating is so vulgar to me. Uh, and actually, while she was with Benjamin, she actually cheated on him with a guy that we met at the club. And let's just call him Ricky. We actually had like a friend circle around Ricky that we kept going to the club with in Macon. So she explains to me that she has no feelings for ricky and you know it was just a one-night stand and it, it meant nothing right so fast forward to the beginning of this year i go to the club with another friend and her coworker. you know they start dancing on each other grinding on each other so naturally i'm like all right let me leave the scene know, give them some privacy so i go downstairs and i see ricky and our mutual friends i hang out with them dance get lit you know, I'm vibing, having a great time, and the club closes, so they walk me to my friend's truck, him, well, Ricky and Jamar, let's just say Jamar, and I end up kissing Jamar, you know, I'm drunk as fuck, and I'm just like, you know what, fuck it, kissing Jamar, and I look over and Ricky's just standing there, kind of awkward. And I'm like, uh, okay, this is kind of weird. Like, you're just standing there and I'm kissing your friend. So I end up kissing Ricky too. <laughs> so immediately after that, I regret it and feel bad. Like, what the fuck did I just do? You know, not because it was a bad kisser, but just because I was like, that was really shitty of me. Um, but yeah, so it's 2 a.m., I'm drunk. And I make the decision to call Mariana first thing in the morning to tell her. Because I was like, I can't keep this shit to myself. I'm a good friend. Like, I felt bad, you know? So I call her. She answers with a huge grin on her face. And she's like, what is it? And I tell her, you know, I kissed two people last night. And she's like, who? I'm like, Jamar. And at this point, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it, but I've already committed. And I'm like, Ricky and immediately her face just goes to completely pissed and all I heard in the background was her boyfriend or at the time boyfriend Benjamin say isn't that the guy you fucked and she hangs up and I accept at that time that it was the last time that I was ever gonna hear from her but a week later she actually texts me and she's like hey I'm still mad about the whole Ricky thing but benjamin and me are having problems and this was at the time when i had covid right so she still decides to come over and we talk about it and they actually broke up so i give her advice while she cries and then we bring up the whole ricky thing and i cry and we make up everything's good And then a few days later, I text her a picture of my at-home negative test result. And she says, oh, I don't trust those at-home tests. And I'm like, okay, like, I'm just showing you my results. Like, whatever, that's fine. And she asks me when I'm going to the gym again because she wants to come with me. I'm like, okay, bet. Like, I'm so down for you to come. So we make plans to go. But then she says, but you better wear a mask, though. And I'm like, what? Like, no, <laughs> I don't want to wear a mask. Like, fuck you. And so I'm like, no, I don't want to wear a mask. She says, mask or I won't go. And I'm like, okay, don't go. Like, you're the guest, I don't care. <laughs> and that day comes around and I call her after I get out of the class and I ask her if she still wants to go. She's like, bet, I'll be there in 15. We get there and I get her in for free because usually you have to pay like $15. We get on the treadmill, and she turns to look at me. She's like, oh, I thought you were just kidding about not wearing a mask. I'm like, no, I told you I wasn't going to wear one. Like, look around. Nobody's wearing one except for you. And that's cool. Like, fine. Like, if you want to wear a mask, that's cool. I don't I don't mind. But me personally, I don't want to wear a mask. And three minutes after walking on the treadmill, she's like, okay, I'm going to go now. And I'm like, okay. And I text her a few minutes later, and I'm like, hey are you okay and she replies yes and nothing else and three weeks later I realized that she blocked me on everything snapchat instagram facebook with no explanation no closure just completely ghosted me I was just flabbergasted y'all like this is the first time somebody actually cut me off that I was really really close to right Well, not the first time, I mean, that best friend from high school, but I mean, I can understand why. This one was just like out of the blue. And so, I don't know, it just kind of hurt because this is the person that I've opened up to the most out of anybody. And over the years, I've learned that a lot of the time my extroverted personality causes me to overshare, resulting in people gravitating towards me because of my openness and acceptance of others and when there's a limited population it's hard to find like-minded people who have similar habits morals goals hobbies or whatever makes us gravitate towards building a connection with someone and me being a people pleaser i tend to latch on to whatever friendship i have due to the desire of being liked And I've most recently become less motivated to meet people both for friendships and relationships because I just want to be at peace now, y'all. Like, I'm so socially exhausted and I've noticed that a lot of things bother me that happen during the day. And on the days that I don't come out of my room, like, I'm most at peace because I'm not dealing with the opinions of others and their energy And for right now, I'm just trying to find peace within myself, happiness with myself by removing myself from toxic cycles like drinking, smoking, clubbing. And I even became abstinent and started working out more to distract myself. And it helps a lot with stress and anger. But this shit is hard out here, y'all. Like, trying to please people when you'll never satisfy their standards because... They want to see you fail and never do better than them. So I genuinely feel like trust should be earned and not given. But yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any feedback, questions, or comments, let me know. Uh, Feel free to share those with me. Try not to sugarcoat it. And thanks for listening. Deuces.